All right, welcome in to the third week of the podcast, week two of the college football season. We have a lot to discuss today, and I think we're just going to go ahead and get right in it. Um, week one, let's talk about that a little bit. I Georgia was just insane. I mean, I, I was kind of – when we talked about it on the week zero podcast, the pre, we talked about a lot of the preseason stuff, and I talked about how I didn't think Georgia would be – as good as they were last year, considering how good they were last year. And there was a lot of question marks on their defense and all the players that were gone. But goodness gracious, they came out and absolutely dominated a top 15 team. So um, a lot of people are talking about, is, is Georgia really that good or was Oregon just overrated? Robbie, what do you think? Well, I think it's a little bit of both. I mean, you said they come in and dominated a top 15 team. They were ranked 11th coming in, but uh, there's a new AP poll out, and I don't see them on there. So, um, But I do think it's a little bit of both. Georgia impressed me a lot. I know we talked about before, you know, we'll see if they can reload like Alabama has in the past or if it's going to be a rebuilding year. And I think they come out and put the college football world on notice and said, we reloaded and we're ready, and they dominated that football team, and that, which I thought it would be a pretty good team, which I did say they would, you know, they would probably cover if Bo Picks was the starting quarterback, which he was. So, um, but, yeah, they, they impressed me probably more than anybody else this yeah, weekend. I, I want to give a quick shout-out to uh, Sean, who took Oregon plus 17 and a half that game. Uh, he uh, – he, he told me about that, and I just had to laugh in his face. Um, I think he I think he did that as a heart pick and not as a uh, as a mind pick. Um, he was just hoping that Georgia wasn't as good. But yeah, I just just the way that I knew that I thought they would be better on offense this year because compared to last year, um, and they were. But that defense just suffocated. I mean, Oregon looked like an FCS team. They made them look like an FCS team. And it was extreme. The easiest game that Georgia or of the week was that was Georgia's performance. They made it look extremely easy. And it wasn't that they made it look easy. It just was easy. I mean, there's no they didn't it didn't even look like they had to try. That interception that, that freshman DB had was was really nice where he jumped up and uh, on that long pass. And that I that a freshman, most freshmen are not making those types of plays um, for most teams. So it is crazy to see how they've, like you said, reloaded. And not rebuilt. So, but I'll say this: Stetson Bennett played the best game I've ever seen him play. Yeah, I think it's easy to. And I was having this discussion with one of my friends the other day, and I was talking about how I think with the pieces that with the pieces that he has and the offensive line that he has, he doesn't even have to be good. He just has to be average, and they're going to win almost all their games because he's not going to get touched. That O line is ridiculously good i mean oregon last year was a decent i mean they had a decent defense um and that's a power five top 15 team that that o-line's playing against it's not like they're playing against fcs team but i don't even i don't think stetson got touched once and maybe on the only time he did was when he threw that touchdown when he was running around like a maniac but i speaking of i'm glad you brought up good quarterback play but speaking of good quarterback play i think um florida put the put the nation on notice as well um, with their performance I, coming into the season I, I don't think we talked about it on the week zero episode but I didn't think Florida would be any good this year just based off of their team last year and how they didn't really 
they didn't do great recruiting this past season, new coach, new system, everything. And Anthony Richardson came out and I think changed everybody's mind. I mean, he was the best player in the nation this past week. Um, I don't think there's any question about that. I mean, the plays he was making, I mean, he looks – he has the tools to be a Heisman caliber quarterback. I mean, did you watch any of that, Robbie? I watched, I watched most of that game. Yes, I did. And I, I completely disagree. Uh, I think that he was good and he had a great game, but he did that all on his feet. I still watched him. He he didn't make, you know, very many good throws down the field. And the ones that he did make, they were wide open receivers. And so I still have question marks going in for him as a passer, as a pure passer, because, yeah, he could break down and he can run it. And he did against Utah, and he had a great game against Utah. But, but at the same time, like, he wasn't throwing the ball accurately down the field. So I still have question marks there, and I don't think that he had the – I think Stetson Bennett had a way better game than Anthony Richardson. I think K.J. Jefferson had a better game than That's Anthony Richardson. Yeah, this your guy, your <laughs> Arkansas guy. We'll talk about that uh, here in a little bit too. But I think that uh, there were guys out there who had a better day. Yeah, I, I don't dis- I don't necessarily disagree. I just think of – I guess they, that surprised me the most is – the way they, they they came out as a team and how he played individually. I, I expected that from K.J. Jefferson. I expected that from Stetson Bennett. I just wasn't expecting that from, from Anthony Richardson. Um, and, like I said, the, the whole team, how they played. I mean, I I talked about – we talked about Utah on our Week Zero preseason episode. And, like, I, I still think Utah is a really good team. I don't think this them losing that game changes that. I mean, I don't think that changes their odds or their chances on – winning the Pac-12, I think that's still a, a, something that can happen very easily. Um, but I think well, – I, I don't want to let the, the night get by without pointing out that one of your playoffs teams, playoff teams lost week one of the season. Yeah. Yeah, so, we knew that could happen. No, they, they can still win the Pac-12. Um, obviously, I have USC winning it. But, I mean, they only fell to 13th. And Florida jumped all the way up. So Yeah, that's that was kind of where I was getting at. I think, I think Florida was – very underrated coming into preseason. I don't think anybody knew that they had the like the ability to to win a game like that. So I I was impressed with Florida as a Tennessee fan. I'm not excited about playing them in a couple weeks. Um, just given our past with running quarterbacks, I mean we just can't ever stop running quarterbacks. So um, I feel like he's just going to be able to do whatever he wants against us, which our defense isn't great anyways, but. <laughs> Anyways, um, the next game that was really fun to watch was the Arkansas-Cincinnati game. And that was that was my game that I, I was – we talked about last week, how I had um, Arkansas is underrated and Cincinnati is overrated. And I think – I still stand by that. I think that Cincinnati is still going to lose a, a few more games on their schedule. But I think they're a lot better than I, than I originally thought. Um, but the first half, they looked terrible. Did you, did you watch that game? That was, that was the game oh. – on for me. I watched I watched some of it. What was that? The three thirty games? Yeah. Yeah. I watched most of um Georgia and Oregon at that yeah. time. But uh but yeah I saw like I caught bits and pieces of it. They were back and forth, man. But I'll say this that you know I mean you called it that Arkansas would cover, but it was close. And yeah, Cincinnati think, hung in there with them that whole game. They kept well, the first back half, and fighting back. The first half and, Cincinnati couldn't do anything. And then yeah. it kind of started throwing a lot more than they did in the second half. And Arkansas was – it, it kind of looked like they let off the gas a little bit. I think I think K.J. Jefferson kept getting – he kept getting cramps every time 
they would run. He looked like he was limping, and it was just – I'm not making excuses, obviously, but I think that Arkansas was, like, the better team by more than seven points. But I think the score, obviously, was 24-17. But I think that Arkansas left points on the board. Um, but, yeah, Cincinnati – Cincinnati is a better team than I thought. Um, I, I still think that they're not going to finish the season in the top 25. I'm standing by that. Um, I don't know. It's hard to say. I think that that was the toughest game on their schedule. Yeah, probably. <laughs> and I mean, to only lose by seven against at Arkansas SEC team on the road, I, I don't see them losing again based on that schedule. But so I don't know. They might crack the top 25 by the end of the year, but they're certainly not going to sniff the playoffs. Yeah, again. not even close. Um, yeah, they had to win that game to have any chance. Um, the, another game that was very fun to watch, and I know Robbie was – actually, we'll, we'll get into that in a few minutes. Let's talk about the Notre Dame-Ohio State game. Um, I, I watched a lot of it. I had the most – I was flipping back and forth between Florida and Utah and then Notre Dame and Ohio State. Both were amazing games. Um, but – Notre Dame, Ohio State. I mean, I, Robbie, would you like to eat your words a little bit on uh, on Notre Dame or somewhat? I think that Notre Dame. I give them credit; they're a lot better than I expected them to be. But you know, I thought that game. You know, Ohio State would jump out early, and then Notre Dame would fight back towards the end and give them a backdoor cover. That's why I didn't pick the game. But and Ohio State didn't cover. But at the same time, like they were losing. You went up against a team, a top five team, and you lost by double digits. I mean, yes, they played well, and they were better than I expected them to be. I think they're going to be better than I expected them to be. But, I mean, the end result is the same. You lost by 11 points to a top five team. I mean, so they're better than I thought, but I'm still not, you know, ready to eat my words over it. I I disagree with that a little bit. I mean, they were winning – Two and a half quarters of four. So I, I mean, they had a league going in. I half think, time. yeah, I think that Ohio State just eventually warmed down, and yeah, yeah, they didn't have anything left at the end. But I, I think that we all thought Ohio State was just going to come in there and score at will and put up 40, 50 points. And I think a lot of people thought that. And Notre Dame's defense, they have a very good defense. Um, and I think Ohio State does too. That them, uh, Bring, I can't remember his name. I think it's Knowles is his last name. Bringing over the guy from Oklahoma State obviously has improved immensely. I mean, they paid him all that money to be their defensive coordinator. And, I mean, they that defense was incredible for Ohio State. And I think Notre Dame has a chance to be a pretty good offense this year. So, I, I don't know. I think Notre Dame, they have a tough schedule, obviously. I mean, they play. we talked about it on the Week Zero episode. They play at BYU. They play Clemson at home. And they play at USC. So, um, you said that all I'll, four. I'll said, say I'll say this: that I said that they would lose three of those games, and I stick by that. You, okay. I think that they lose three games this year, and even after that Ohio State game, I still think they lose three. Okay, so but with, I will say this: I don't want to let this get by without saying because what impressed me the most was uh, Marcus Freeman because yeah. he's a good coach, and I was impressed by him, and he had his team ready to play. Yeah, so, I agree. I I've listened to. Um, I talked about this earlier too. I, I've listened. I listened to the Greg McElroy podcast, and he uh, had Marcus Freeman on this past week, and it was it was a good listen to hear him talk about his team. And um, he seems to be a really good coach. The players want to play for him. I mean, it means a lot whenever you're a school of that caliber, and 
your the head coach leaves and they hire from within the program. That says a lot about you because they could have gone out and got whoever they wanted, um, with the exception of a few coaches. But like Notre Dame's Notre Dame, so people yeah. people want to be there. So, um, but yeah, I think that game says a lot about both programs. I think Ohio State's got a lot of work to do, especially on offense, um, if they're going to have that undefeated season like everybody thinks they're going to have. Um, the next game I want to talk about was uh, is LSU, the Sunday night game, LSU and, and Florida State. That was pro- That's probably going to end up being top five game of the whole season, just by the way everything went down there in the fourth quarter. I mean, I think Florida State is a lot better than everybody thought. Um, they've definitely taken a step from the last couple of years, and Jordan Travis is a really good quarterback. Um, but we cannot talk about this game without talking about that LSU special teams unit. Um, tell me what you think about that, Robbie. <laughs> it was horrible. It was hard to watch. Like, and you think because we talk about like the game in general, like these two teams, LSU and Florida State. Yes, Florida State's gotten better. I think that Jordan Travis has gotten a lot better. He's a good quarterback. I don't think he's great. But I mean, if you sit there and you break it down, you got to look at. You know, LSU special teams was a joke. I mean, two month uh, punt returns to give Florida State the ball inside the 20 and then a missed field goal. Uh, and then you, you think about all that going against LSU. You got your boy on your fancy team, Kayshawn Boutte, dropping passes everywhere. Looks like he don't even want to be out there. One hit him in the chest. He didn't even see it coming. He didn't even know it was coming to him. And, like, you got all these things going against LSU. And it comes down to the end of the game, you're a block extra point away from time. Like, so, I mean, still, you think if you think about all those things, like, that's why, you know, I'm not ready to look at Florida State as, as a, you know, as a great team. And I don't, I don't think they cracked the top 25. So I don't, you know, I think that even, even that with all that going in their favor, they still couldn't pull away. And so, yeah, I think, um, Florida State being the ACC helps them because they're not going to – LSU's going to be the best – going to be one of the best teams they play all year. And LSU's – I don't – I mean, I think it's not a stretch to say that the LSU is a better team. Um, they just weren't coached as well as Florida State, I would say. Um, that call that – the Florida, after the muffed punt, that call that Florida State had to pitch it on the goal line that ended in the fumble might have been the worst call I've ever seen. I mean, why oh, why man. pitch the ball on the one-yard line? You don't even have to score. You just got to run the clock out. Just either do a QB yeah. sneak or hand it off. Like, why are you putting the ball in the air? I don't know. That, yeah, was, that was pretty horrible. When he, when, they, when he threw that ball, I was like, what are you doing? I, it was before he even fumbled it. I was like, nobody – I don't know. That's just like the dumbest call I think I've ever, I've ever seen. Um, and it almost cost him the game. Um, and yeah. I, I don't know about you, but – do you think that they might have should have gone for two? I mean, it's easy to say that now that they lost, but like, I don't know. I feel like they had all all momentum in the world, and Florida State couldn't stop them for ninety nine yards. Yeah, I I think they should have. I would have went for. I would have kicked the extra point. I mean, the odds of getting an extra point blocked are rare. So I, I they like you said they just went ninety nine yards. They had all the momentum, so they could have kicked the extra point. Had all that momentum going into overtime. And I think, you know, they probably would have pulled it out. But uh, so I would, I like the call. I, w- I would have kicked the extra point too. And so. What did they do wrong to have two? 
I mean, I don't know the logistics behind this, but what? why are we getting – after one field goal getting blocked, how does an extra point get blocked? Like, is there something that they should have fixed? Or, like, I have no idea. I have no idea either. But You so don't I, see two field goal blocks in, blocked in one game. Well, Alabama had some bad field goal kickers several <laughs> years ago, so I, I doubt that. Yeah. Well, at least everything else was good. <laughs> um, so let's uh, – those are the big games that from the weekend that I, I, we wanted to get into. Um, let's get into our card recap. Um, we'll talk about some more games that we, that we bet on. Um, first, let's give – I'm going to go ahead and give our percentages um, on the season. Robbie went, I believe – let's see, seven – Four and one on the week. Um, he had his one tie, his Illinois plus three. So that puts him, that puts him at 10, five and one on the season, 65.6%. So he's looking good. I, however, am not looking good. I went six and eight on the week, which puts me at nine and 11 on the season, um, 45%. It's not terrible. Um, but certainly want to be better. I want to be well over 50%. I think, Hopefully, I'll be able to, to take care of that this week. Um, the one game I want that really bothered me was the Illinois-Indiana game, um, which we both, we both had Illinois. Robbie had plus three. I had plus two and a half. Illinois was down 16 to 10 at halftime. They came out in the third quarter. They had a lot of bad breaks in the first half, so it felt like they, they were the better team. Um, come out in the second half, score pretty quickly. And then the rest of the game, it's 17-16. Um, Robbie, talk – talk. you watched the majority of the game. I was at a high school football game, so I was only keeping up with it on my phone. I watched the fourth quarter. But talk me through the frustration of that Illinois play calling well, and everything that happened. Well, it was just boring to watch. It was <laughs> the same thing, just over and over and over. And – which, you know, I know Brett Bielema likes to, you know, pound it, control the clock, run the ball, but, you know, it just wasn't working. And so, but you just kept seeing it over and over and over. There was, there were no adjustments by either team. And it was just like, okay, who's going to come through and score a point to win? And <laughs> it was, it was boring to watch. I'll say that. And it was the only game on, I think. Yeah. Um, I, they had at one point they had a first and goal from the two up 17 16 and decided to run the same play on second down on third down and went for it on fourth down with the same exact play and turned it over on downs and i i almost broke my tv i mean they literally the same exact play three times in a row it was a dive 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 i mean it was just like what in the can we just do something different like pitch it do something else don't do the same play, especially if you're going to go for it on fourth down. Um, but, yeah, like, I mean, if you watched that game, you saw Illinois – or uh, Indiana got the ball back late in the game and drove down the entire field and scored a touchdown and won the game. Um, Illinois is just – that just bothered me. I, I thought after their first game, after they dominated Wyoming, I was like, okay, this team can be a decent team. Not great, not good, but decent. But after that, I'm like, I want them to lose every game now because that was just that was just they made it boring for everyone to watch like you said and then they didn't cover when they had a billion chances to win that game and put it out of reach but um the next game 
Robbie, his one of his locks, the only the only successful lock of the week was North Carolina. Um, what a game that was! Goodness gracious, ton of points. Yeah, that game was frustrating for me because North Carolina was up twenty one points at one point in that game, and I just needed them to win, and it was in the second half. And I was like, okay, you know, I felt good about it. I wasn't even watching it, and then all of a sudden, man, North Carolina gave up forty points in the fourth quarter alone there, there were 62 points scored in the fourth quarter of that game and it was insane but yeah North Carolina can't stop a nosebleed so they were that defense was awful but I mean they still in the end they pulled it out so I was happy with it yeah I mean it got you the win so <laughs> um I think North Carolina they <laughs> They're going to have to score 50, 60 points every game to have a decent chance at winning a bunch of games this year. Um, their quarterback's incredible, though. I think he's going to end up being a really good prospect. I mean, he he's very good, Drake May. Um, yeah, I, I just – Appalachian State should not have been able to score as many points as they did. I mean, their top three targets yeah. from last year are gone. And so – but, it, I mean – he was throwing the ball all over the field and North Carolina couldn't do anything. So, and I don't think, I mean, Appalachian state's a good team. They're not great. And so I don't know how you can see North Carolina being able to stop a, a great team whenever they play them. Cause they play, they'll play um, better teams. Um, so the next thing I got to do is I, I got to do this. Cause my, I, my picks were just ho- horrible this week. Um, I got to apologize. If you took, if you took my locks, I am just – I'm sorry. I mean, I had – I don't even feel like I need to explain myself because anytime you lose two locks like that, you shouldn't you shouldn't get a chance to explain. But Liberty's quarterback breaking his wrist in the first quarter just just kind of summed up how my night went. Um, six and eight is never acceptable. Um, and then 0 oh and two on locks is certainly never acceptable. So I will take that. That is on me. Um, I will be better this week, hopefully. Um, so the next thing, next thing we want to go into is, um, what I called hot conversations. Um, Robbie, the first thing is who is a team that, that changed your mind the most from the preseason after week one? Um, I would have to go probably with, it's a toss up. I want to say Georgia because, but I also knew Georgia was going to be good. But I didn't think they'd be this good. I mean, they dominated in on both sides of that ball up and down the field against an Oregon team, which I thought would be good. Yeah. And, I mean, they booted them straight out of the rankings. And, I mean, I watched that almost that whole game. And, like, Georgia, I think the whole time the Stars were in, they, they, they scored a touchdown or maybe a field goal. On it was, every they went seven for seven with Stars on touchdown. On, yeah, and and like on third down, like they did not not convert a third down the entire time, and it was just insane. And I like a friend was up here watching the game with me, and he was a Georgia fan. And I was like, this is just incredible. Like, like if it got to third down, you knew they were going to convert. They did whatever they wanted to do, and I do think they reloaded. So I think that they're going to put Bama on alert at the end of the year. I really do. Well, that's a bold statement. Um. <laughs> I, I don't disagree, though. I think I, they were certainly – I mean, we talked about at the beginning of this show. Um, 
I don't think either of us thought they were going to be as good as they came out and were um, this week. Um, the team, I kind of already talked about it a little bit, kind of spoiled that, but the team that changed my mind was was definitely Florida. Um, I just did not think that they were going to be as good as they seemed to be. Um, that deep, now it wasn't just Anthony Richardson. I mean, that defense, they play, Utah has a, a pretty good offense. I mean, last year they were pretty good, and Florida lost a lot from last year's team. And new coach, new system, like we talked about earlier. And they came out and they, I mean, they held them to what, 22 points? Or what was it? 20, I can't remember exactly. 26, I think. 29, 26 was the final score. So they held them to 26 points. And they, they obviously, we already talked about Anthony Richardson. I mean, he had a great week. Not as, uh, apparently, Robbie doesn't think he's as good as everyone else did. But um, it, I, I just think that they're going to surprise a lot of people this year based off what I saw week one. And it could have been a, a flash in the pan. Who knows? But I, I really do think they have – anytime you have a quarterback like that, you can you can beat some teams that you're not supposed to. Um, next thing I want to do is let's talk about the playoff again. Um, we've had we've had a week, two weeks of games. Um, everybody's played at least once. Um, is there anything you would change in your playoff? I certainly know there's, there's something I'm going to change, but is there anything you would change with your playoff prediction? No, there. I still think that uh, you know I'm not as confident in Ohio State anymore, but I'm going to stick with them. I think that um, I'm going to keep with the same rankings. I got uh, Bama, Ohio State, Clemson, and USC still. Well, I'm going to I'm going to uh, repick mine because I I, I had some t- more time to think about it. I didn't didn't prepare the first time we did it. So, um, and I got to see them play. So I'm just going to take. I'm going to take my chance here and, and talk about this a little bit. I think, obviously, Alabama, I mean, until they show that they're not a top-four team, they're going to be number one. Um, but Georgia's going to get – if they play like they did this week, they go, they're going to get in the playoff. Um, they're not going to lose a regular season game. They're going to get in because it's – that team dominated this week. Um, I have them at two. And then I, I think I'm going to go Michigan. I, I didn't like what I saw from – from Ohio State, and I think Michigan's going to beat Ohio State this year. I'm I'm going to go with that as my third, and then um, between I, I think Clemson will get that last spot. Um, they weren't great last night, um, but they got I mean they got the job done. They I mean they won by 31 points. Um, what did you did you what, you watch that Clemson game, Robbie? Yeah, I watched the game, and I thought that you know they did fine, not great. I still was not impressed by that quarterback. Yeah. So, I mean, like I said, I think they did fine. I didn't think they did great. Yeah, I think I think that Clemson – we talked about it, like I said, I've said many times in this episode, we talked about it week zero. Um, they kind of have that quarterback situation that they have with Trevor Lawrence um, and Kelly Bryant. Um, that kid, the freshman, Cade uh, – I can't pronounce it. I think it's Klublik. I don't know. I don't know how to pronounce it. He can he can throw the football, and I know he, he got garbage time reps, but he is a he's going to be a, a good player. So it, it's going to be interesting to see what happens um, by week four or five, halfway through the season, who's starting for them. Um. So yeah, we talked about a little earlier in the show about the top the AP top twenty five poll releasing. Um, it just came out a few hours ago, and there are a lot of big jumps on this poll. Um, 
you talked about how Oregon had, you you didn't see him on the pole. Is there any other any other big jumps that you that you noticed? Well, the biggest jump was Florida. I mean, going from unranked to twelve, and I I think that's too high personally. I know that you're big on Florida, you know, after that big win, but I. I knew that they were going to come out and play a good game. I mean, at home, week one, in the swamp against a seventh-ranked team in the nation. Like, I knew, like, that. I didn't have – I had the over on my card and it hit, but I knew I didn't like Utah for sure. Yeah. And I thought that Florida had a good chance to win outright, and they did. So, it didn't – the game didn't really surprise me. Like, you know, there, there wasn't enough for me to go, like, all the way from unranked to 12th. So, I mean, I would definitely have them ranked. I think, you know, they're a ranked team for sure. I think that Anthony Richardson had a good game. Um, But, yeah, I I thought that was too much of a jump. But uh, USC went from 14th to 10th, which I expected. I called that earlier in the year. But, you know, there was, you know, a few minor ones like Georgia up to number two, I think is a no-brainer. Ohio State, moving Michigan ahead of Clemson. You know, I think you could flip-flop them either way. I wasn't really – I mean, Michigan won by 31 against – I forgot who they even played. Um, Colorado State. But Colorado State, yeah. So, Clemson, they look good, but nothing stuck out to me with them. So, you could – but other than that, Notre Dame at eight, even though they're 0-1, they played well against Ohio State, but – I think the rest is probably fine. NC State dropped several spots, which I think they should was, have. Yeah, that was rough. That game was – NC State, everyone talked about them being uh, a sleeper, like ACC champion team, and they, they ain't going to win many games in the ACC if they play like that. No, they got lucky to win the game they played. Yeah, that's true. Um, so, yeah, let's segue into uh, week two. Um I think week two has a lot of interesting matchups. Um, we'll talk about them a little bit before we get into the cards. The first uh, game, I think there's a lot of interesting games, but we can't we can't talk about week two without starting out with Alabama at Texas. Um, are you worried at all? No, I'm not necessarily worried. I thought that I watched that Bama game. I know most of the country probably did not watch Alabama Utah State. But I did. I watched the whole game. And Alabama, I mean, they blew that team out, which was expected, whatever. But they were very shaky on the offensive line. And they couldn't run the ball early anyway, you know, until they put backups and stuff in. And, uh, yeah, they they looked very shaky on the offensive line. And Utah State was, you know, running them off the ball at times. So it was kind of embarrassing. So, I do think that Alabama's O-line is shaky, and we'll have to see what Jameer Gibbs in that run game does because I think he wound up with a good average over the course of the game. He had nine carries for 93 yards. So. Yeah, so he had 10 yards of carry, but, I mean, they, were, they stood him up a lot. Yeah. So, and, and Bryce Young. Uh, that's, the only thing that, that's the only thing that concerns me. Yeah. And Bryce Young, man, that dude had 100 yards rushing, which I've never seen that out of him. He usually does not like to run that football, but he had like one long rush though to get most of that. But but uh, I, I'm I'm not too concerned with them losing the game. But I don't know is that I would have them to cover. But I guess we'll talk about that more here in a little bit. But. Yeah. 
Um, there are a couple of, there's a couple of ranked matchups this week that I think both are very interesting games. Actually, there's there's three, if I'm not mistaken. Um, number nine Baylor going to at uh, going to number twenty one BYU. I think we talked we've talked about this before. BYU is always a tough place to play. It's probably going to be yeah. It's it's kickoffs ten fifteen, so it's going to be a late game. And they played last year, and Baylor won by two touchdowns. So, I don't know. A lot of people are picking BYU. I think BYU is the early favorite for this game. And I, I think I think Baylor is going to go in and, and whoop up on BYU. What do you think, Robbie? I don't think they're going to go in and whoop up on them. I think that Baylor's going to go into the game. And I know that they're um, the underdog in this game, but – I think Baylor's going to go in there and win, yeah. but I don't. I think it'll be. I think it'll be a close game either way. Baylor is one of my. You know, when we picked our three overrated teams, Baylor was one of my overrated teams. So, yeah, I'll talk about it a little bit more because this that game's on my card. So, all right, um, fair enough. The next ranked matchup is Florida playing at home versus Kentucky. Um, both ranked teams now that Florida after after week one do you think that there's uh there could be a drop off from Florida after that week one high you think they could come in and oh I absolutely think that there could be a, a drop off I think you know they're going to be riding that huge high they just had week one you know everybody's pumped up everybody's hyped up it's in the swamp and this game's in the swamp too yep. so I think that I think they'll come out ready to play but I I don't think that they're going to you know, they're not going to play like they did last Saturday. Yeah. But I also watched a lot of Kentucky's game, and they looked rough against a, not, a very bad team, Miami, Ohio. So, I I don't know. I just think they, they're not going to have to play as well as they did against Utah. But for some reason, they always struggle with Kentucky. I don't know why. Even Well, that's what I was about to bring up, too. You think about Utah. When was the last time they played Florida? Yeah, I've, who knows? <laughs> I have no, I have no idea either. But you get the point. But Kentucky plays them every single year, and they know how to play Florida. Yeah. And I think that you know Mark Stoops, he's a good coach. He'll come he loves there. He's gonna, have it, he's gonna have his team ready. Yeah, I, I think I, that game. I'd be, I'd be, I'd be cautious to have it on my card. So <laughs> have to wait and see. Have to wait and see if it's on one of ours. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. Um, the the last ranked matchup is is. Pittsburgh playing at home against Tennessee um, rematch from last year. Obviously I have a lot more insight on this game than I would any other game just because it's Tennessee, but I think this game is going to be a shootout. Um, it's going to be a fun, I think it's going to be a fun game for, for both teams. So. I can't wait to see if this game's on your card. <laughs> um, do you, what, you what happened on Thursday? I watched a little bit of it. I was more watching the Purdue Penn State, but yeah. yeah, I watched a little bit of it. I was flipping back and forth. I, I think but, uh, obviously I, I watched I watched I was at the Tennessee game, so I watched that and then uh I watched the second half of the pit game up in the box and I didn't I, I didn't see Pitt struggled on defense. We'll just put it that way. And I, I don't think I was talking to somebody about this today actually, is whenever I'm watching future opponents from Tennessee, the only thing I'm looking at is how good their defense is. And because if they don't got a good defense, they're not stopping Tennessee's offense. So I 
I don't know. That's why I said I think it's going to be a shootout because I don't think – I think Tennessee's defense is really bad, worse than last year, which says a lot. And so I don't think either team – it's just going to come down to who can get a couple of stops. Um, and I hope it's Tennessee, but I really don't know. I think they'll, they'll come in with a chip on their shoulder because they should have won that game last year at home. And I think they really want it. They want to win this game. Obviously, they want to win. But, like, I think that's motivation for, for this week's matchup just because – I think if they would have played Hinton Hooker, if he would have played the whole game last year, Tennessee would have won. Um, so I don't know. I, I think Pitt's not as good as they are last. Year, they were last year, and I, I think Tennessee's defense is worse. So we'll see what happens. Um, I'm excited though. Me, me, and my dad are taking the trek up to Pittsburgh to watch this game. So um, I'll be excited to see what happens. And thankfully, Pennsylvania is a legal betting state, so. We'll be good to go. Any any last minute minute parlays? Um, <laughs> well, let me ask you this: Who who do you have winning the game? Uh, like I said last week, I, I will be in attendance, so I will use my Kirk Herbstreit excuse and, and not take a pick on this game. Okay. <laughs> uh, I, I, I really feel don't. like I feel like you're going to do this about with the balls all year long. You're not gonna you're not gonna pick the game at all. I'll pick next week. All right. <laughs> um. The last game that I think is interesting – there's two more that I think are interesting, but this is the only one we'll talk about because the other one's on my card. Um, I think Arkansas-South Carolina could be a, a, a good – sneaky good game because South Carolina played really bad against Georgia State, and Arkansas was obviously had a very good week. I think that this game – it's at Arkansas, noon game, so it's going to be a good atmosphere. But I think South Carolina is better than they played this past week, so I think it could be a sneaky good game. Yeah, I agree. I think South Carolina is better than they played last week, which they did cover. Yes, but they did. It was, more towards, it was more towards the end of the game. But uh, Spencer Radler, your boy, did not play very well. I told you I he wasn't going to be good. I think that he's going to play a lot better this week, and I think that's going to be a close game. It's not on my card, but it's, when I saw the line earlier, it was eight and a half. Yeah. So I, I think Arkansas – I think Arkansas – wins the game, but I don't think that they cover eight and a half. And I'm also not confident enough to bet it because, you know, just depends on which Spencer Rattler shows up. Because as much as you don't like him, you know, he, he's had some good games. and some I mean, good He's moments, talented. So. I can't say he's not talented. I mean, he is a so talented. So he, he, he could show up and they could win that game outright. Or he could also be awful and they could get blown out. That's yeah. why it's, it's, hard to, it's hard to bet on yeah. South Carolina. That's why I didn't touch so. it either because I just – I could see both happening i think uh, it's i i think that arkansas wins by a field goal yeah i can see that it's either that or a blowout for me like there's no in between. <laughs> there's no in between yeah. yeah i think it's either a field goal or a blowout i agree um all right those are the those are the rest of the games that i wanted to talk about a little bit before we get into our cards um but yeah let's let's go ahead and get into it i think this week we uh went. I went. I definitely went back to the drawing board. I'm gonna be a little more concise. I was a little more wide range last week. I'm gonna try to to only bet on things that I I feel like I know, um, because I had too many games that were unknown last week, and that's kind of where I went downhill. Um, but Robbie, do you want to you want to start us off with your week two card? Well, before I do, I'll, I'll say this: like people don't realize, it's very like it's very difficult to bet on an opening weekend game. You don't know 
of what the team's going to do because you haven't seen them play. Yeah. You're going off, you know, returning from last year, what they did last year, you know, and transfers coming in. You don't know how these teams are going to gel together. So it's a lot harder to pick last week than it is this week. And, you know, you get all excited. You want to pick all these games because it's new. It's the first week, you know, of opening weekend. So you want to pick as many as you can. And so it's a lot more difficult. So, but like you said, this week, you know, I toned it down. I only have seven games on my card, which I think is good. I don't think that I need 12 every week because it's just – it's it's too many in my opinion. I mean, unless, you know, you like all 12. But yeah. I think last week, you know, I picked 12 and I was like, well, you know, I could kind of see this happening type deal. And I think that's where you get yourself in trouble in betting. Yeah. So go with the games that you like and leave the rest alone. And my philosophy is I get the games early. I look at – I look at the lines early in the week because if they change later, that's, you know, that's fine. But like, if I want a game at a certain thing, like if I like, let's just say here, like my first, my first pick is going to be Notre Dame in my card minus 20 and a half. I like it at 20 and a half. So I'm going to bet it at 20 and a half. If it goes down to 18, you know, whatever, I still like it at 20 and a half. But if it's, but if it goes up, then, you know, you less, it goes to 21 and a half you're less likely to bet it. So get your picks in early, I guess is what I'm saying. That's my philosophy. I agree. But anyway. Some, some truth bombs from Robbie Woodham on week, week um, two podcast. But anyway, into my car. We, uh, my first pick is Notre Dame, minus 20 and a half. And like I said, I, you know, I kind of was sleeping on Notre Dame a little bit. But whenever I said they were over, like, I, compare, I was comparing Notre Dame to like elite talented team like top five teams and they went in there and yes they played good for three quarters but eventually they got beat down and they wore down and they lost the game by 11 but they ain't playing Ohio State this week <laughs> all right and they're playing at home against Marshall so I think that that team's going to come out angry and like I said Marcus Freeman he really impressed me because he had his team ready to play I mean ultimately they they got beat but his team come out and was ready to play so I think that they're going to win by three touchdowns against Marshall at home. Yeah. First, first, first home game of the year too. So what do you think? You like that? Yeah, I have that on my card as well. Um, I have, I got 20 and a half. I think, I think this could be like take out frustration on last week type game. And they, they could, I could see them winning by, by six touchdowns, honestly. Um, I will say save your lock for the end. Cause I forgot to do that last week. So yeah. Save your your two locks into your card, but yeah, I have uh, I have Notre Dame minus twenty and a half as well on my card. So, all right. Next game I have is Iowa State plus three and a half at Iowa. Iowa went up against who was it? San Diego State or South Dakota State? Yeah, South Dakota State, <laughs> and put up a field goal and two safeties <laughs> at home. I forgot <laughs> to talk about that one. <laughs> Uh, they scored seven points on a field goal and two safeties at home against South Dakota State. I mean, my goodness, like that ain't gonna get it done against. I, I understand, like it's a rivalry game at home against Iowa State, but Iowa State could put up some points, and you know, I just, I just don't see Iowa putting up any. I mean, they only put up three points on offense against South Dakota State. So that defense and. Yeah, the defense is good, but I think Iowa State, uh, Matt Campbell is their coach. He's a good coach, and they can put up some points at Iowa State. So, even though I got them on the road in a rivalry game, I like the three and a half. 
I could still see Iowa maybe winning by a field goal, but I like the three and a half. You know what? I'm adding that to my card, Robbie. I like that game. I, I, I thought about it, and I was like, I feel like with Iowa State being the underdog, I feel like Vegas knows something that we don't know. But you putting it on your card was enough for me to add it to mine. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to roll with you. Oh, well, there you go. All right, the next game I have is I'm just rolling with Oklahoma because they covered for me last year at a big spread, and they're playing Kentucky State this week. Who They got blown out by somebody last week. I looked it up, but I forgot who it was. Washington, I think. They played Washington. Washington, yeah. They lost by, I think, 26 to Washington. Yeah, and, yeah they lost 20 to 45. Yeah, so, yeah, 25 points to Washington. And Oklahoma is a whole different beast than Washington, so – I'll, I'll lay the 32 points, 32 and a half points, but I'll still lay them. I like Oklahoma and a blowout. Yeah, I agree. And then this next game I have, I can't believe I'm doing it because last week I did, I didn't say this on the podcast, but usually I do a long parlay, like money line parlay, and usually they're favorites. So, like, but last week I did a 10 leg. Uh, money line parlay just picking it like these teams straight up and i hit nine and the only one i lost was the friday night game <laughs> so i win virginia tech virginia tech lost outright to east was it east no old dominion yeah, they lost dominion. outright to old dominion and they were eight and a half point favorite so i lost that 10 leg parlay on the first one friday night and then we had to watch all nine hit on Saturday. The rest of the nine hit on Saturday, and it really ticked me off. But I had to bounce them back this week playing at home, giving up two and a half against Boston College. Because Boston College, they lost last week to – Rutgers. Yeah, who they lost to. They, yeah, they lost to Rutgers last week. And that game. Virginia, Virginia Tech, I think, is going – they're going to want some revenge coming back home. They were at Old Dominion last week. So they I like could have won that Old Dominion back. They could have yeah, easily won that game. They made a lot of mistakes and obviously, yeah. I mean, a lot of turnovers. So, yeah. So, I, I like Virginia Tech in a bounce back game, minus two and a half at home. And then the next game I have is Baylor plus three and a half at BYU. I understand it's at BYU. They're a tough team, but, you know, what's crazy is, you know, Baylor, I said this earlier, Baylor was one of my overrated teams coming into the season, but I still think that you know, getting three and a half points. You know, they're no, number nine ranked team in the nation. Yep. But why are you go? Why are you getting three and a half against BYU, who's twenty one? And, and five team. They're not. They're not a power five. Yeah, and and they're not a power five team. So I just, I don't get the line. I'm hoping that you know the odds makers got it wrong, and they don't know something that I don't know. But that's why I also like to get. I'm glad I got this game early because I think that spread's going to change throughout the week. So that's why I'm glad that I got that early. But, you know, it, it's weird because, like, last week I had – or my three over eight teams was Notre Dame, who played well, who yeah. still lost by double digits, but played well on the road against the top five team, top three team. And NC State was one of my other overrated teams, who I took last week, even though they were an overrated team. We both did. Who I thought. <laughs> and this week I'm picking Baylor who I have as an overrated team. So, but I still think that that spread is, that spread is not right. I think that it's going to go down. I think by the end of the week that this, that they might be the favorite. I agree. 
And then my last two, those, those were five. and only have seven. My last two are my locks. Do you uh-huh. want me to go ahead and save those or wait yeah. till you go through your card? Um, let's see. I'll, let me go through my card real quick, and we'll do our okay. locks at the end. Um, I have a pick that – let's see. Let's. I, can't, I haven't decided what my locks are. I know this is bad of me. I should have decided. But I, I really do like all of my games this week. Um, last week was super – like un, like you said, unknown. I didn't know know a lot of the teams I was betting, which was not smart of me. This week, I, I stuck to the teams that I like, the the lines that I liked. So, um, the first game I'm going to go with Alabama minus twenty and a half at Texas. I think Alabama every year they play. Every time they play a, a team, a good team early, they dominate. We've seen it with Nick Saban year in and year out. Um, I think that's not going to change this week. I, I don't think Texas is, is that good. They have a freshman quarterback. Um, so I think that Alabama is going to go in and destroy Texas. I hope so, at least. Um, next game I have is Florida minus four and a half versus Kentucky. Um, we talked about it earlier. I think that Florida is a way better team than advertised. Um, before the season, and I think they showed that this past week, and I think that Kentucky is way overrated compared to where they are ranked. And so I think that Florida is playing at home. I think it's a 7 o'clock game, so it's a night game. Um, The Swamp's going to be the atmosphere that we saw with Utah, and I think even though Florida usually struggles with Kentucky, I think they're going to get it done by at least a touchdown. So that's why I like the four and a half. Um, I have USC minus nine and a half at Stanford. Stanford's not good. They haven't been for a few years. USC is going to put up a lot of points. We saw that week one. Um, and I just think nine and a half is too low. I think they're going to win by 14 or more. So that's why I like the nine and a half. Um, I agree with you on the Baylor BYU. I have them plus three and a half. I think they win the game outright. Um, I think it has potential to be a really good game and I could see them losing by a field goal, but I think, think my gut is that they go in and take care of business and they whoop up on BYU. I think that their, their talent is just too much for a team like BYU. Um, the next game I have is North Carolina minus seven and a half at Georgia state. We saw Georgia state play, give South Carolina a really good game. Um, but South Carolina's offense is not, nowhere near what North Carolina's offense is. And I think that um, Georgia state and Appalachian state are comparable teams. And so I think that North Carolina is going to go in and um, I think that defense will play a little better um, because I don't think Georgia State's offense is as good as Appalachian State's. I think their defense will play better, and I think North Carolina is going to put up. They're going to have another week of 40, 50 points. I mean, I don't think Georgia State's going to be able to stop them. So um, I have that minus seven and a half, and then I also have the over 68 and a half in that game because I think because of how bad North Carolina's off our defense is, I think Georgia State's going to score a few touchdowns. So um, if Georgia State scores 14 points, then I think that'll be enough for, for the cover. Um, so I, I like both of those two. Um, I have Bandy plus nine and a half versus Wake Forest. Um, Wake Forest still doesn't have Sam Hartman. We talk, we've talked about that before. They're a different team without their star quarterback. I think Bandy is a lot better than last year and years past. They have a very good quarterback. Um, we'll see how he plays when he plays against – good talent and I think Wake Forest will be a good test but he's tore it up the first two weeks and I think that nine and a half is too high for a team without their starting quarterback so I think I think Vandy comes in and uh, I don't know if they win but I think they definitely keep it a closer game than 
what people think. Um, do you have any thoughts on the Vandy game? Robbie, I know we were talking about it a little bit earlier. I, well, I was leaning more towards Vandy. Um, just like you said, nine and a half. I think, though, if you like Vandy, I will say this, I will wait because I think that spread's going to go up to 10. Yeah. Um, but I, I like, I kind of like Vandy, but at the same time last week man, at home, they put up a dud against Elon. I mean, they, Elon was hanging in there with Vandy all night at home. They so, you know, I think, yeah, they, it was 42, 31 was the final score, but I mean, 11 points against Elon. Yeah. So I think that I, if I had to pick one, I would, I would wait and take Vandy plus the 10, but I'm going to leave it alone just because, you know, Vandy's so still unknown. I mean, playing Hawaii, they put up a bunch of points. They put up a bunch of points against Elon, but they also gave up a lot of points against Elon. And the beginning of that Hawaii game was very shaky for Vanderbilt too. So Yeah, but they – That's why they I'm, I'm staying away from – Yeah, I'm staying away from the game. But if I had to pick one, I'd wait and take Vandy plus 10. Yeah, I I don't disagree. And I, I like 10. I like nine and a half. I – I think Vandy is going to have a chance to win this game. Uh, I know that might sound crazy, but I think they're going to have a chance. It's at they're playing at home. I know they don't have too much of a home field advantage usually, but noon game too, huh? It's just a noon game too. Yeah. It's a noon game, so I don't know. I, I I could see Vandy winning this game. I'm not picking them to win, but I could. I wouldn't be surprised if they won this game. Now, if Sam Hartman were playing, completely different story. I think Wake Forest would blow them out, but I I just. I just don't like Wake Forest without Sam Hartman. So, um, the next pick I have is Oregon State. It's a pick em at Fresno State. I think Fresno State's a good team, but I watched Oregon State absolutely whoop up on uh, Boise State. And I think a lot of people thought Boise State was going to be a lot better this year. And so, I liked what I saw from Oregon State, and I think they're going to win the game. So, that's why I took the plus plus half a point. I mean, it's a pick em. I think they're going to win. So, that's why I took them playing at Fresno State. Um, and in the last game, I added to my card just now, based off of your card, I have Iowa State plus three and a half at Iowa. So those are my um, picks, and then we, we'll go into locks right now. So, Robbie, go ahead and share your lock. Uh, my first lock is USC minus nine and a half going on the road at Stanford. Like you said, this is, Stanford has not been good the last couple of years, and they're, I don't think they're going to be good this year. USC – you know, they trend, you know, same thing I've been saying about USC. I like them a lot this year with Caleb Williams and Lincoln Riley. I think they're gonna they're still gonna put up a lot of points against Stanford. And I don't think Stanford can score that many. So I like them to win by double digits. And so USC is my first lock. I like it. My second lock is the Tennessee Volunteers. Gosh. Minus six and a half <laughs> going on the road to pit in a redemption game from last year. And I knew you would not like this lock, Eric, but going on the road in a redemption game, they should have won that game last year. And like you said earlier, Pitt is not as good as they were last year, and they struggled against West Virginia. West Virginia could have and should have won that game last week. Pick six, and drop, that drop pass. Yeah, so this ain't West Virginia they're going up against. I think that they got a bad taste in their mouth from last year, and I think they're going to go on the road and – I think they're gonna beat up on them. I really do. Thank you and you and Sean are gonna be happy people coming back from Pennsylvania. It'll be a long ten-hour drive home if we lose. So uh, I got USC and Tennessee is my two locks. Well, at least you're giving me 
something more to root for. Not that I needed anything else, but now I, I'm glad that you put, you kind of put this on your plate, not mine. So I can't, I won't get in trouble for being a homer if I pick my own team, but you picked them. So I don't have to worry about it. Um, my two locks, we've, we kind of talked, we talked about it earlier. I have Notre Dame minus 20 and a half versus Marshall. Like I said, I think I like it at 20 and a half um, because I think they're going to win by at least three touchdowns, obviously. So I, I could see it being 24, 28, but I also think they're going to blow Marshall out. So I like the Notre Dame minus 20 and a half. And then my last pick is going to be West Virginia minus 13 and a half playing at home against Kansas. Kansas is Kansas. I know they won their first game, put up a lot of points, but they played an FCS team. So I like West Virginia. I like what I saw um, from from them against Pitt. I mean, Pitt's a good team. Nobody's saying that they aren't. And they they were hand-in-hand hand with a good team. So I think um, that they're going to come out. And, and I think all of our – not all of them, but three at least three of our four locks are re- kind of revenge games. Um, Notre Dame, bad taste in their mouth after Ohio State this past week. Tennessee, revenge from last year. And then West Virginia has got a bad taste in their mouth from this Pitt game. So I think they're going to come out and show um, that they're a good team, like I think they are. And I think – most people would agree. So I like the 13 and a half. I like it there. I don't know if I'd like it if it went up. Um, so those are our locks. I think we are a lot more confident in these locks than we were last week. Definitely. Uh, I'm sure Robbie likes my picks a lot better this week than he did last week. I know his face was um, kind of priceless last week when he heard my locks and as he should, I guess, because they were pretty bad. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm a lot more confident in these locks. I also, I almost, uh, I almost put West Virginia on my card, but until I saw that Kansas put up fifty some points last week, and I, I get, I don't remember who they were playing. It was a no name team, Tech. and I get that, but yeah, Tennessee Tech. But uh, it kind of, it kind of scared me off of it a little bit. But I like West Virginia too, so I wouldn't like them as a lock, but but we'll roll with it. All right, parlay, so, lock, of the, lock of the week parlay. Yeah, we'll get that in. Hopefully at some point this year we'll be able to hit one of these parlays, but we've been pretty bad. Our locks, well, I have our record on our locks. We're both one and two on the season, so we got to pick that up with our lock picks because that's where we want to be the most confident. So we got we to gotta be better there. I think we'll be better this week. Um, yeah, I do too. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Um, please go follow us on, on Twitter um, at – ITL podcast one, follow us there and then stay tuned for our release. We're going to um, keep doing this every week. Like we talked about and uh, we're excited. We, we appreciate everyone listening and, and we hope that everyone has good luck this week with their picks. We'll see you next week.